Welcome back everyone to the Fox and the Clown uh, monthly podcast. Yeah, new monthly podcast. I knew we were going bi-weekly, but uh, we figured if we concentrated our energy and put it into once a month, the the quality would go up kind of like kind of like a pressure cooker (laughs) uh the truth is we both got corona and we were both hospitalized at the exact same time (laughs) okay see i don't know if it's good to tell people that because that's not true at least not on my end maybe on your end and you were actually going to work with corona and hanging out with your buddies no not true not true that's uh that's (laughs) actually that's fake news Oh, speaking of corona, the president has actually got corona recently. Yeah, the president has corona. He's been in the hospital for a few days. Um, I think it's day four of him having corona. Supposedly he's doing okay. I've seen a lot of memes on Twitter about how uh, Trump is going to destroy coronavirus. Single-handedly? Yeah. Yeah. A lot of a lot of stuff. Apparently, he's had a pretty good recovery, um, but a Somehow. lot of mixed signals. Yeah, a, a lot of people are saying a lot of different things. It's always hard to tell. I feel like, um, <laughs> yeah. But it's it's interesting because he's on day four right now, and they always say that the worst, like the worst part of coronavirus, is usually starts to rear its head around day seven to ten. Oh my um, god! How long does it last? I thought it lasted like a week. Well, that a week is usually the period when you may start to show symptoms. Yeah, damn it. So, like, we I don't know. His case seems to be a strange case, but we'll see as time goes on. Very interesting. Although perhaps yeah. even more interesting, uh, we should probably check our email at the Fox of Clown. Yeah, so... Gmail.com. We we do have an email, and it's actually not the, fox and clown at gmail dot com. It's odangpodcast at gmail dot com. Odangpodcast at gmail dot com, and what it says here is, it says Ridge sponsorship Sebastian oh, at Ridge Wallet. Uh, let's see. It it's very interesting. So what he says here is he says, "Hey there, this is Sebastian from the Ridge here." So he's kind of, I don't know, he's kind of already starting off strangely. We create minimalist products with our flagship product being the Ridge Wallet. You're creating some great content and we might be interested in sponsoring some videos on your channel. Yeah, thank you. As Don V said, here's a compilation of our best ads and sponsorships of 2019 for reference. And he links a YouTube video. He says, if this interests you, could you please include a screenshot of the demographics of your audience from your YouTube analytics page, gender, age, location, and your reply to see if they align with our target buyer. If we're on the same page, I'll let you know, and I'd love to keep the conversation going. All the best, Sebastian. Um, and then he's kind of, he feels kind of <laughs> needy because two days later, you know, not even 72 hours later... I'm just saying, man, not even 72 hours later, he says, Hi again, Sebastian from The Ridge here. Just following up to see if you saw my last email and wanted to go forward with discussions of a partnership. All the best, Sebastian. So what do you make of this? Well, one, again, you know, he's very he's very clingy, and I kind of find it disrespectful that he emailed us again on 9-11. Yeah, uh, on 9-11. I mean, Jesus Christ, you couldn't have waited a day. <laughs> uh but also I'm not see I read I read this before you uh and I'm not sure if this is a real offer because he wants to see our YouTube analytics page but we don't up, we haven't uploaded I don't think we have uh we don't really upload to the YouTube and so I'm like, I'm wondering if this guy is just a fake fan, or if it's just uh, or if Ridge is like really suffering right now, and they're they're coming to us for help. See, here's the thing. 
Um, I'm going to do a quick... I'm going to click on the video he sent us. Right? Okay. Um, so it's a... If I click on it, it says an unlisted video, but it has 7,000 views. Um, it... It's it's weird. It's got lo-fi music playing in the background with a bunch of people <laughs> like Joe Rogan talking about Ridge wallets. Um, well, the thing is, there is someone at Ridge named Sebastian, because I looked it up. I looked up, like, uh, uh, like people in, like, the sponsorship department or whatever, and there is someone named Sebastian who supposedly works at for Ridge doing stuff like this. Hmm. Well, I'm trying to find... Ridge Wallet's official YouTube channel. Oh, it um, doesn't have a lot of subscribers. Ridge official channel. I should type Ridge Wallet official channel. So just trying to do research. I mean, Here's the interesting thing. So they, this channel appears to be the only Ridge Wallet YouTube channel. Yeah. Which is, at least they've linked the correct channel, but it has very low views on most of their videos, you know? That's not true. Wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. So they've got, I mean, they've got a they couple have, videos. They got good views. One of their videos has only 5.8k views. The rest of them have like, uh, like 20k plus. One even has one million views. And there is a video from four years ago. That's true. It's sort of hard to, like, unless you're, like, really into, like, the game of, like, conning people. But also, this is just a link to a, an unlisted YouTube video. Um, There's no and one here's, in the community page. But here's the thing. So, it's linked to our YouTube channel. But our YouTube channel doesn't have shit on it they linked to our youtube channel or they said here's what they said they said um you're creating some great content and we might be interested in sponsoring some videos on your channel they didn't say podcast they said videos yeah i know that's like that's why i'm so like weirded out by this whole thing and why i didn't actually message them back i'm gonna do a bit of Deep diving on Sebastian. Sebastian at Ridge Wallet. So I did find a guy. I probably found the same guy that you found. Um. Here's the thing, man. I'm looking at his LinkedIn, and it says he's currently the partnerships coordinator at the Ridge Wallet. <laughs> what if this dude is a secret listener? Ah, <laughs> oh, man, dude, I don't know, man. This shit is fishy. I don't even like looking at his image on LinkedIn because <laughs> I'm kind of scared right now. See, is there is there like a I say that we email this guy back and we demand proof that he's the real Sebastian. Okay, I think or we do that. like that. I think we do that and then we update the listeners next podcast. I think so. Maybe, because uh, pretty interesting. Yeah, as far as minimalist wallet salesmen go, the only one I know is bald. And goes by the name of Anthony Fantano. So the Sebastian well, I've also, never heard of. I don't know. Like Fantano is vegan, correct? 
He is vegan. And you're currently going through like a vegan arc as well. No, man. It's vegetarian, not vegan. Oh, I forgot. Yeah, I'm I'm vegetarian. Okay. Well. Maybe next time you hear from us, uh, you'll get a discount code from a, for a free Ridge wallet. Not free, but, you know, discount. For that Ridge wallet. Yeah, maybe next time we'll both have those Ridge wallets on us, <laughs> and we'll just be taunting our audience. Like, hey, we, look what we've got. We'll be clicking Ridge... the clips of them. Yeah, the ASMR. Okay, well, yeah. uh, we have secured a document... Uh, very like top secret document this uh, is a top secret document that uh you know thanks to the uh my personal connections uh to yoshi and his personal connections uh we have secured a list of the i would describe it as almost a encyclopedia of geographical cryptids anyways it's a it's a list of cryptids and what states they are inhabiting and what states they are like known for and so Mm -hmm. uh, we're going to be going over the uh, 50 states just listing off some cryptids and maybe uh, talking about them and Maybe we'll even learn some new ones, because it seems like there's a lot of strange stuff in here that I haven't heard about. Yeah, same. So, And to be honest, not all of them are cryptids. Some of them are just um, urban Uh, legends or... Yeah, yeah. So uh, there's some overlap with the cryptids, but some of them are just ghost stories, urban legends, other spooky tales. But it fits with the Halloween month anyway. So, that's good. Oh, yeah, that's true. Alright, well, uh, I will let you start off this list. Okay. And we can go, uh, we can just trade off each each one. Um, so, number one, from Alabama, in Huntsville, Alabama, we have the Dead Children's Playground. Uh, and it says, during late night hours, swings move by themselves as spirits of buried children come to play. Now, now, what do you like, think of this? This sounds like absolute bullshit. This just sounds like a wispy, windy park. Yeah, sounds like a windy park, and there's really no buried children anywhere, and someone's just, like, scared, and so they so, made this up. Sounds like everyone living in Huntsville, Alabama, is a fucking pussy. Hey, well, you know what's an interesting fact about Huntsville, Alabama? Okay, what? It has the highest population density of engineers uh, anywhere in the United States. No, engineers anywhere in the United States. So maybe that's why. Maybe the engineers are just very scared. They're kind of nerdy dudes, you know? And so when they're walking back from working very late at night and they see these swings, they start to get scared. Well, you're an engineer, aren't you? Have you had any yeah, like, trouble I mean, experiences with swings other than the Mitchell Gray uh, episode? Yeah, the Mitchell Gray episode, no. But I will say I do get easily scared when I'm out and about. Um, so it lines up. Uh, I had one time where I was walking back super late. It was like 2 or 3 in the morning uh, from the library at NC State. And I had my headphones in and there was someone walking in front of me. And so I could see him, you know, but he couldn't see me. And so I was like, you know, I was thinking to myself, like, you know, oh, man, like, we're both just walking together. Uh, I'm For some reason, I was thinking, like, if he turned around and attacked me, I would be kind of scared. Um, <laughs> and then when he, like so he looked. Swings. Yeah, mood swings. And so he, when he looked over his shoulder he was startled like he didn't even say anything he just jumped a little bit and then i straight up screamed i yelled (laughs) and then he yelled at me yelling because i'm just a random dude in the middle of the night yelling at him you know and so i i he he startled 
So he was startled by seeing me, which makes sense because he also had headphones in. I screamed, even though I knew he was there, and I he was in front of me, and I had no reason to be alarmed, you know? And then he screamed because I'm suddenly screaming at him when he didn't know I was there a fraction of a second ago. Yeah, we were all screaming. So I will say this lines up uh, with my past experiences. Hmm. Well, maybe he thought you might have been a uh, shape-shifting creature, which which takes us to our next uh, location in... uh, uh, something called the Kushtaka in southern Alaska. Shape-shifting creatures that are cro- that are a cross between an otter and a man. <laughs> what the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> the Kushtaka makes noises that mimic children and wives to lure fishermen. Uh, they are sometimes helpful tricksters. What the hell? Hmm. So they're sometimes helpful. That's interesting. <laughs> These are like... Uh, they sound a lot like kappas. They do, kind of like a, an Alaskan kappa. What yeah. I find interesting is that they're a cross between otter and man. Yeah, do otters even live in Alaska? I feel like they must if they have them. I guess southern Alaska. But you know how they have classifications? Like some some men are bears and some men are otters, <laughs> you know? Like so, in middle school? Or no, like in like it's kind of like the same energy as when people say like alpha versus beta. It's yeah, like I bears versus otters. So that that's kind of like what this guy is. He has he has big beta energy, in my well, opinion. He, I mean, look at his fucking vacuum. <laughs> it's true. His waist is very small. He's kind of slender. He's got that otter physique, so he's got that going for him. He's got like a weird neck beard thing going on too. Uh, yeah, not very menacing. He's not the most menacing of creatures, and the fact that he's sometimes helpful means I feel like he's not out. He's not malicious. He's not out to do anything. He's just kind of trolling people, you know. Yeah, he's like your average Twitter troll, shape shifting around. Yeah, more just shape shifting around. Yeah, so. So that's southern Alaska, but over in Arizona, in Kings Kingman, Arizona, we have Slaughterhouse Canyon. And it says, one day, a father failed to return to his cabin during the 1800s gold rush, and his family starved. The mother went insane, put on her wedding dress, and chopped her children up. Today, you can still hear cries for forgiveness. Okay, well, obviously those children must have been annoying as hell. I mean, they must have been slightly annoying, but I mean... I don't know, the family starved, the mother went insane after the father failed to return to the cabin. So really, this is just basically a cautionary tale to fathers, right? Not much of a king. Not much of a kingman he is, (laughs) yeah. Uh... And so he failed to return to the cabin. Also, they were living in a cabin, so they probably didn't have... I mean, I don't want to say this. It's not very nice, but they probably didn't have that that much. Maybe that's why he was looking for gold. Aren't cabins just, like, sheds? They're kind of like big, nice sheds, yeah. Hmm. But, I mean, went insane, put on the wedding dress, chopped her children up. That is pretty creepy. It's creepier than the past two, I would say. Yeah, this is, like, fucking... It's like something you would hear about, maybe like scary stories to tell in the dark. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I mean, the only thing. I mean, I don't know. It's just a story. Like, like we said, this list has like weird, like uh, scary stories. Not not necessarily cryptids like the Kushtaka. Mm-hmm. Or our next. Uh, 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 thingy. Our next entry here. Yes. Uh, which is the dog boy of Quitman, Arizona. Wait, no. Is that I think Arkansas? it's Arkansas. Yeah, Arkansas. Yeah. Uh, so, right off the back, without reading the description, we got a dog boy, which is hinting at like a furry type thing. Yeah, this is more on your alley, I feel like. So... <laughs> 
uh, a werewolf-like ghost walks on all four, all walks on all fours and haunts his childhood home. This myth is based on the sad story of a real man, <laughs> uh, Gerald Bettis, who was rumored to experiment on stray animals and reportedly abused his elderly parents. Oh so, shit! So this guy sounds like maybe like a a troubled youth who was struggling with his fursona personality and maybe when his parents found out they sort of rejected him which caused him to go down a dark path and abuse him and so do you think the werewolf like ghost because to me I don't know if that's like him or if he is or if that's like one of the animals he was experimenting on you know I don't I don't know hmm it's very ambiguous. Either way, I like the werewolf-like ghost aspect. It's not like a werewolf, and it's not necessarily a ghost. It's somewhere in between, and I haven't really heard anything like that before. It's true. So is this more of a ghost story or a cryptid story? Well, I guess it's both because, I mean, the dog boy is the cryptid, but it's got, like, a real-life backstory behind it. Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of that interesting like spectral cryptid, which is really cool because when we do another like cryptid bracket, it'd be interesting to see how these like more physical threats combat something on the ethereal side of things, you know? Well, they're gonna have to sort of learn to use hockey or something so that they can actually touch. <laughs> you have to do some type of training in order Bigfoot. to combat the dog boy. Bigfoot about to drop kick this guy with Emperor Hockey or something. He's about to use fucking. Uh, he's about to use Arminant Hockey up his uh, <laughs> yeah Arminant his arm. Yeah, but here we have um, in California actually, which is where our buddy Kieran lives. Oh um, uh, yeah. So we're going to have to tell him to watch out for these dark watchers that are out there. Uh, And it says... Oh, controversial. But considering the the current political climate, but okay. Okay, well, I don't think that's what they mean by dark watchers. We'll have to find out. Um, Actually, what you can do is look up real quick while I'm reading this where the Santa Lucia Mountains are. Because if they're close to Kieran, he's definitely actually going to have to watch out for these. Um, well, he has says, to go there and report. It's true. He's got to give us some feedback. Actually, Nick can also report, too, if they're close to yeah. him. Um, we've got that north-south connection. This is featureless dark silhouettes, often with brimmed hats or walking sticks. Oh, they stare down. Cool. They do sound actually pretty cool. Uh, and it says they stare down travelers during twilight and dawn in the Santa Lucia Mountains. John Steinbeck briefly mentioned them in flight. They should not be addressed or acknowledged, even. <laughs> so, so, like, trolls. Yeah, kind of, but the fact that you can't even, like, if you're hiking with a friend during dawn or sundown, and you and you see them, you can't even acknowledge them to your friend. You just have to not speak about them. Very cool. I like that. That's actually... Yeah, these guys are fucking cool, man. These guys are solid cryptids, I would say. (laughs) Solid cryptids. I can't, uh... I don't know if my Google Maps is, like, fucked up or something. But, like, can't find... The Santa Lucia Mountains. No, I can I found them, but uh, they're like it's like almost in the middle, near the uh, water, like Oceanside, California, mm-hmm. and it's sort of a. Uh, let me let me look up where this specific town in California is real quick. It's probably not near a town, 
Yeah, no, I'm just, uh, I want to get, like, I want to see where it is rel relative to everything else. Mm. Okay, so it's actually, like, oh, fuck. It's, uh, it's probably around... Maybe like three hours away from Kieran, four maybe. Uh, Kieran lives what near San Francisco? I think he lives like around the Lodi area, which is like a little bit over from San Francisco inland, uh, which is. Four hour, four and a half hours away from these mountains, which are like south. Hmm. So that would be a full day's travel for him, getting there and back. And he might not even make it back if he goes during twilight or dawn to see these yeah. fuckers. <laughs> uh, but I, I really like these guys. I think they they sound really cool. What is what is flight? It says John Steinbeck briefly mentioned them in flight. Yeah, it might be a book because I think Steinbeck was an author. Wow. I th I just really like how they're shadowy figures and they have they wear brimmed hats. Mm-hmm. He's definitely a vibe. AKA fedoras. Yeah. Uh, moving on though, we have the. This is a very strange one. This is a. This. The Riverdale Road, which is an actual road in Thornton... What is this place? It should be Colorado. Oh, okay. Colorado. Which is actually where Lucas is right now. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Riverdale Road is home to a host of legends. While traveling down the road during a full moon, one can see the hanging bodies of slaves on the trees... Oh, what the fuck? They have their own lady in white, but one section of the road led to a mansion that contained a satanic cult. The gate to hell itself is reportedly inside the chicken coop. What the hell, man? That's fucking strange <laughs> as shit. So this sounds so strange that I probably would believe it. It does sound weird enough to believe, and actually, I think I looked up locations of, like, several gate to hells in the United States. Why? The, and I why? Think, why would you I don't know why. I looked it up a long time ago, <laughs> and there, and this was in there. I, or not this specifically, but in Colorado, it was in there. So it must be somewhat official. Hmm. Very strange. I've never heard of anything like this before. It's a whole road where this type of activity happens. So actually, I'm inclined to believe it if it's close to a gate to hell, then spirits could be escaping out, you know? Mm. Well, I know a lot of people believe that, like, certain places have uh, sort of like a, a, con a high concentration of, like, spiritual energy. Mm -hmm. So this is probably has something to do with that. Yeah. Oh my god! Look at the next one! Yeah, the next one is interesting. So, in Connecticut, in Monroe, Connecticut, they have Annabelle the Demonic Doll, which is infamous now. You're always because talking about Annabelle. This is it's so strange that you ended up talking about Annabelle. It is weird. It had a, only one half chance of happening. This is the Demonic... Yeah, the, no, not one in 50. I said one, one half chance. Uh... So it says, the demonic doll in The Conjuring and Annabelle is inspired by a real-life Raggedy Ann doll, uh, supposedly inhabited by the spirit of a dead girl, which was given to demonologists Ed and Lorraine Warren uh, after some extremely malicious paranormal activity. So this one is a ghost story. It's not really a cryptid, but it's kind of like... I mean, I don't want to say it's true, but the doll is true, and the story that it was given to these demonologists is also true, you know? Well, the thing is, like, I feel like almost everyone has just come to accept this as fact now. 
Yeah, it's it's one of the few ghost stories that people are just like, yeah, there was a there, you know there was a demonic doll out there. <laughs> uh, I have never heard of demo- demonologists before. It sounds like a fake, uh, like a made up uh, title. And we yeah. should look into them more. Ed and Lorraine Warren. Well, no, just like like demonologists. Yeah, how many are there? And what does it take to become one? Because mm. if it's easy, then it's not that impressive, you know? It's, it's still a pretty cool title, but uh, I don't know. Next we have yeah. the corpse light of Cape Henlopen. Uh, is that Del- I think it might be uh, Delaware. I I always I always forget about Delaware. I, th- I was gonna say Denver, but then I was like, no. <laughs> no, Denver's in Colorado, actually. Yeah. Uh, so Corpse Light Cape. Wait, no, Corpse Light in Cape Henlopen of Delaware. There's no lighthouse in Cape Henlopen, but there is a phantom light. It crashed the ship Devonshireman on Christmas of 1665. When more than 200 men died, allegedly the light is a... Okay, so allegedly the light is a curse from a local Native American tribe after British soldiers slaughtered attendees at a wedding ceremony. Hmm. I mean, the story lines up. Um, it's pretty interesting here. Uh, <laughs> and actually up. what do you mean i mean with the time frame you know 1665 local native american tribe um, british soldiers being uh in here around 1665 uh when it was still occupied um and what i was thinking is that i feel like whenever i see a lighthouse where there's no lighthouse i always think of uh the iron giant what do you mean a lighthouse where there's no lighthouse? Because this is like, it says there's no lighthouse in this cape. But you uh, said whenever you see a lighthouse where there's no lighthouse. What does that mean? Or whenever I, whenever I hear that, you know. Oh. What happened in The Iron Giant? I have not seen that movie in a while. In like a lifetime. My lifetime. So this fucker says that there's, you know, he's on a ship, it's very rocky, and then he sees a light that he assumes is a lighthouse, but that's actually just the Iron Giant's eyes. <laughs> Whenever I hear anything about, like, lights, I just immediately assume it's, like, UFO, alien type stuff. And I know mm. that there's, like, a lot of, like, crossover between UFOs, or just, like, aliens and uh, Native Americans. And stuff like that. Yeah. Anyway, not really a cryptid. Yeah. Um, this or one. just like a, <clears throat> a phenomena. Yeah. So the next one, the Devil's Chair from Casadaga, Florida. Kind of sounds like cats and dogs. Casadaga, Florida. It's like a drunk Florida man oh. named the town. Yeah. Uh, the Casadaga spiritualist camp is full of odd ghosts, but one chair supposedly is a favorite for the Big Cheese himself. Is that what they call him? Biggie Cheese? <laughs> the Biggie Cheese himself? What the fuck, man? According to local lore, if you sit in it, he'll whisper horrible things in your ear, forever changing you, and you'll leave a beer on his chair overnight. He'll drink it, sometimes even if the can is sealed. <clears throat> you know what this sounds like? This is like a reverse Santa Claus. It's like a reverse Santa Claus, but it also sounds like a legend that someone made just so they could get free beer. (laughs) (laughs) Who fucking named the town? Yeah. This drunk dude who named the town was like, fuck, how do I get free beer? So he made this chair that looks like it's made of brick. (laughs) And then, uh, yeah, he fucking just... uh, I I really like... uh, Like myths or legends like this because it gives like people a chance to sort of play into the part of the uh the myth and just sort of freak people out Mm -hmm. 
Uh, I wish we had more of these, like... I wish we had something like this where we grew up. I feel like we would have made... Uh, living here much more interesting. Yeah, did we have anything, like, kind of similar to that? I mean... Obviously, we both have we both probably have our, like our personal family family like myths and legends. Uh, I can't think of anything that was like around here. I feel like there has to be something in Newport, though. Other than Shovel Kid. Yeah, well, Shovel Kid was a real life Chad. <laughs> he wasn't even encrypted. Uh, so yeah, I don't know that we did. Mm. <clears throat> Yeah, I don't know. I don't think so. So, next we have the the cursed pillar in Augusta. Is it Georgia? Mm-hmm. After a preacher was told he couldn't deliver a sermon next to the pillar, he declared that the whole town would be destroyed and the pillar would be the only thing left standing. A freak tornado later destroyed most of Augusta with the pillar left standing. <clears throat> so you're you're sort of in that you're like you're all up in that air science. So what do you think what do you think about this? So a freak tornado later destroyed most of Augusta. Well Georgia's close to North Carolina relatively, right? And we don't get a lot of tornadoes. Yeah. I thought tornadoes were more of like a Midwestern thing. Yeah, they're, they're more of a central United States thing. So the fact that this dude summoned a tornado could mean he's some type of airbender. <laughs> could mean he's, you know... He must have been really the... pissed about not being able to deliver that sermon. <laughs> yeah, I mean, a, a preacher did this, of all people. I mean, Jesus Christ. Uh I would think preachers would be more benevolent. They, you know, they're close to the. Hopefully, maybe he, he might have prayed to God to destroy the town, like those old biblical tales, such as Noah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I mean, he could really be a prophet. We just didn't know, but he used it for more uh, destructive purposes. You got to be careful with that sort of power, because sooner or later, if you abuse it. People are going to catch wind that you're like, uh, you know, you're, you have spiritual connections and they're just going to want you dead after that. I mean, yeah, in this case, I mean, literally catch wind because he's kind of <laughs> like, like we said, airbending these tornadoes into existence. That's a very strange one. Yeah. Okay, so this next one here is from Hawaii. Uh, and actually, I don't think we're going to get through this full list. We're only on number 11, and we're already 40 minutes into the podcast, basically. Um, so let's let's cut it off at uh, 16 or 17, and okay. then continue in the next in the next podcasts. Seems like easy content for, uh, to me, so I'm all down for it. Yeah, maybe we could return to this when we have, like, um, a week where we don't necessarily have anything planned. And then you'll you'll just have to keep and stay tuned we'll to see, like, what weeks we do this. We'll definitely do it, uh, hopefully, within October. Well, that's true, because it's Halloween, so that'd be a perfect, uh, perfect thing. <clears throat> so it says, The Night Marchers of Hawaii... Deadly ghosts of ancient Hawaiian warriors that march on the waters during nights honoring ancient gods. The night marchers are heralded by chanting and conch shells. If you hear that, run. <laughs> so this one. So now we got. I mean, it's another. Yeah, we got waterbenders now, but it's another ghost story. Um, not so much cryptids, right? Ghosts. Are like their own sort of cryptid thing. Yeah. Uh, but not not nearly as interesting as like physical things. Uh, so the th the thing is, 
the this this one. Uh, so the night marchers, I don't really care about because I don't I don't really know why. But the the dark watchers are still they're still sort of ghost like, but they haven't been confirmed as ghosts. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're just dark silhouettes. Yeah, I I really like that with the night marchers. It's kind of like, um, they're they're you know people are saying they're ghosts. They're Hawaiian warriors. It's not ambiguous what they are. Yeah. Um, and you know why they're marching? They're honoring ancient gods, right? So everything about them you already know. There's nothing mysterious really about them. Um, however, with the with the dark watchers, uh. there's nothing everything about them leads to more questions why the brim hats why the walking sticks (laughs) why only twilight and dawn you know so that that's really what creates i feel like a successful um mysterious figure yeah Yeah. uh let me let me take care of my dog okay let me turn this basic to a ghost Hey, no, don't do that, man. Uh, and, yeah, I will say the Night Marchers, um, I don't know, with with ghosts, it never seems as, uh, to me, it never seems as scary as something that could potentially be physical and be threatening to someone's being. Just to recap a couple other ghosts that we've had here, um... Slaughterhouse Canyon was kind of a ghost story. I feel like most of these have been kind of ghost stories. Um, or just phenomena, like the road and the pillar. Uh, Annabelle, of course, is kind of a ghostly uh, possession. The Devil's Chair as well. corpse-like, kind of a ghostly haunting as well. So I feel like most of these have been ghost stories. There are some interesting uh, cryptids later on, though, it seems. We Mm -hmm. we actually got like a pretty famous one later on at number 20. And also we got fucking... What's that guy's name? Chica from Street Fighter? I don't know. I don't know which one you're looking at. Is it Pika? Let me look up this fucker's name real quick. Uh, Hang on, hang on. We have Blanca from Street Fighter later on. Hmm. Uh, <laughs> Interesting. So, uh, which one are we on now? We're on oh. number 12 right now. Yeah. Okay. Water Babies of Masker Rocks. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and say right now, I don't care about this at all. Pocatello ID... Uh, Pocatello, Indiana. No, Idaho. I think that might be Indiana. <laughs> no, the the shape the shape of the state up there looks like Idaho to me. <laughs> Anyways, sit by the river and you can hear the sounds of babies. Cr- oh my god, you can hear the sounds of babies crying. They're the babies that mothers were forced to kill during a famine, rather than see them starve. Some say that these babies evolved into tricky creatures with fins and gills hmm digivolving out here Digi, but also it at first it was more of a ghost story until it became more physical at the end yeah that's a weird one like how does that even happen yeah i feel like it could be i mean if you believe in the last part then it could be a cryptid of some kind probably the weakest cryptid out there because they're just babies but (laughs) Well, a cryptid what if, what nonetheless. Like, uh, what if they're like piranhas and they travel in groups and they shred your <laughs> they're, they're really quick. Imagine a baby swimming towards you real quick. 
this one sounds insufferable. Imagine trying to go swimming at like a where were they drowned at a lake, a river, yeah, in a river, and you just like like you can't even do it because babies are just fucking crying the entire time. Yeah, because they're they were being killed during a famine. Now I know Idaho is famous for their potatoes, so maybe they had a potato famine. <laughs> There's no way they had a potato famine. I, I mean, that's what I'm. I mean, that's what I'm led to believe. Mm. All right, moving on. Okay, we've got uh, ghost elephants of Forest More Park, Illinois. Ghosts. More ghosts, man. A lot of these. This shows you that a lot of people are, are afraid of ghosts, <laughs> not so much of cryptids. Um, and so it says a real life 1918 train wreck of circus cars leading to troop deaths has popularized the legend that elephants were buried where they fell. Now, supposedly, the circus still takes place at night in Woodlawn Cemetery. <clears throat> so this is not even go- or ghost elephants, it's a whole ghost circus. Very strange. I, I, I say this one... Go on. Go ahead. Okay, I say this one, not that interesting to me. Just a, yeah, a train wreck. I'm sick and tired of ghosts. I say we skip even talking about this one. Yeah, if, the next one. If we see another ghost, we skip it. Yeah. Okay, so the here's an act. Here's what seems like based on the title or the name, what seems to be an actual cryptid. Uh, the green clawed beast in the Ohio River. Wait. Ohio River, Quitman, Indiana? Mm -hmm, I think so. What is the Ohio River doing in Indiana? (laughs) Well, rivers are very long, right? So they they go through multiple states. They lost the the rights to the Ohio River, to Ohio. (laughs) It's true. Ohio beat them them (laughs) to the punch. Okay, so with hairy arms clawed hands and green skin this human sized creature grabs unsuspecting women some believe the specific incident that inspired the legend was an ex- was an extraterrestrial visit related to the Kentucky Goblin sightings which happened on the same day what the hell okay so this one is this one is insane because we have not only do we have aliens but we also have Kentucky Goblins <laughs> I, so I'm just gonna check real quick if Kentucky goblins are on the list. It says Kentucky's 42. No, it does. Oh no, that's Tennessee. Uh, where the hell is Kentucky? Kentucky, they say 17. Oh, they do have the Kentucky goblins just next. We'll end today on the Kentucky goblins. Um, okay. So this is fucking insane. Imagine. The crazy... Oh, wait, no. There must have been, like, some crazy, like, hysteria going on if this all happened in the same day. There must have been something in that Ohio River water that was washing away people's <laughs> sanity. So, this is this is way more interesting than a stupid ghost, if you ask me. I'm not really scared of ghosts. Uh... So and also like the human-sized, hairy-armed, clawed, green... What the fuck is this thing? So I'd like to point out two things. One, it's connected with another cryptid. So here we have really... This That's is why we love cryptids. Yeah, the cryptid versus interconnected, right? <laughs> so it's pretty cool. And also the Ohio River. So we know someone who is in Ohio. That's true. He was a that has hairy office. arms. Oh my god! Oh. He has hairy arms, and he and he's always talking about the green. He's always talking about green. He is shit. obsessed with the color green. So we have someone who might be fulfilling the prophecy. We have a suspect, we have a suspect here. Um, we haven't been able to hear from him for a while. That's true. But, uh, but yeah, I just wanted to point that out. I think this is 
We'll, we'll have to get him on again if we can. <laughs> I know he's sort of busy abducting women. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we'll have to get him on again to sort of confirm or deny this. Yeah, the next we have uh, Veliska Axe Murder House. Sounds similar to the other murder house we had. Based on real events, this 1912 cold case features a whole family, two parents, four children, and two house guests, so shit, being bludgeoned to death in their sleep. Since then, the house has been a source of odd paranormal activity, such as Ghost Hunter stabbing himself in the chest in 2014. Oh my god. Jesus Christ. And that Ghost Hunter... What the fuck? (laughs) I feel like he must have been, like... Of course, the paranormal side of me is like, okay, he must have been somewhat possessed. But then the the rational side of me thinks like, okay, he must have been so desperate for content that he stabbed himself in the <laughs> chest at this house. I mean, we don't even do that on the podcast and we don't have shit to talk about at all. I always assume that ghost hunters are like always like doped up out of their minds. Uh... They're always on, like, ayahuasca before they go just to, you know, have a higher chance of seeing something. Yeah. So I, I found, like, an article talking about the incident of the mm-hmm. ghost hunter stabbing himself. I'm trying to figure out if I can, like, I'm not sure what his name is. Let's see. Robert, Robert Larson? Age 37, stabbed himself for no obvious reason. <laughs> just, just before 1 a.m. Friday at uh, the murder house in Villisca, like, Iowa. I like how instead of saying, instead of saying, like, because of odd paranormal activity, they just say. <laughs> He just had, like, a film guy there that he got from, like, Craigslist. Yeah. And then he went to the fucking news station and was just reporting about what he saw. (laughs) It's fucking great. Okay, yeah, but another haunted house. We've seen enough of those. This one was interesting because the dude stabbed himself, but yeah. For no obvious reason. Mm Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, So moving on to another... Gateway to Hell. Gateway to Hell. The Gateway to Hell in Stoll's. Or, or Stoll? What, what is this place? Uh, Kansas, probably. Kansas. I always get Kansas confused with Arkansas. Because I, I always call it Arkansas. It is spelled like that. Yeah. Uh, anyways, one of the several gateways to Hell in America, like you were telling me about. I don't know why. <laughs> That's this. true, yeah. Not sure no, man. you were trying to go through a gateway to hell. Uh, like fucking Percy Jackson, the Olympian thief. The Olympian thief. Uh, uh, one of the several gateways to hell in America is stairs to an old demolished church open to the other side on Halloween and the spring equinox. So that's soon. Uh, one of the one of the portals is about to open up in like twenty five days. Yeah, or something like that. I'm, I'm not sure when Halloween is. I think it's uh, the last day usually of October. Okay. So if you want to go to hell, uh, you better get moving because you only have like a month. Yeah, book your flights to Kansas, uh, and it looks like it's just in an old brick shanty here so yeah, not sure very gonna find it i would imagine there's tons of just demolished churches in kansas yeah yeah but our last entry for the day uh comes from kentucky and this was the one we were talking about earlier from H- hopkinsville kentucky um hopkins. it says the hopkins it kind of sounds like some type of Hopkin goblin. I don't know. They sound similar. Uh, the Kelly <laughs> on this damn goblin that's just <laughs> staring at us. And it says the Kelly Hopkinsville encounter 
was a supposed extraterrestrial visit from small goblin-like green hairless children. It, okay, oh, interesting. I'll, I'll comment on that later. With three toes. While most skeptics easily dismiss them as owls, <laughs> there have been a new wave of recent sightings of them on the other side of Kentucky. They're very slow-moving creatures. Very slow-moving, yeah. If it took them that long just to get to the other side of <laughs> Kentucky. Um, and it does say weird... I mean, it says hairless children, but in the other one it said they had hairy arms. Or at weird. least the one that... Ha- so the green-clawed beast in the Ohio River isn't necessarily one of these, but many suspect that uh, there's some connection... They're related in some way. Uh, yes, they are both green-skinned, but these little Kentucky goblins appear to be hairless, while the other one is, or like, has hair, at least on his arms. But these are I wonder children, if... supposedly. Green hair. I feel children. like, I feel like because they're small and children-like, I feel like they're they might be like the followers of the green clawed beast and they just got separated or something Mm, could be but uh yeah interesting this dude looks like he has a a, you know big pecs tiny legs he definitely skips leg day and only does uh chest day based on this this figure here he does look more menacing than the kushtaka he definitely does. He looks... If I saw one of these or a group of these, I would be um, definitely more panicked than if I saw the Kushtaka. Mm. These uh, these guys aren't trying to play tricks either. Mm-mm. It seems like they're just trying to get by. Yeah, they're like a little... They're like Smurfs. Yeah. So, so which cryptid today do you think, I shouldn't say cryptid, which, which, you know, being today, uh, was the most interesting to you? Well, see, at first I really liked the Dark Watchers, and I really liked the Devil's Chair as well. But the Green Clawed Beast in the Ohio River, thanks to its connection to the Kentucky Goblins and other stuff going on i think maybe that might be my favorite one but i'm gonna go ahead and say the dark watchers are my favorite yeah i i really like the dark watchers too um out of all the ghost stories to be honest i actually kind of liked the water babies um (laughs) because you know i feel like the fact that they could actually be real based on the last line they, like they could be a cryptid they could be a ghost we don't know um, but I'm gonna say let's see I'm probably I don't want to pick the same one as you my first choice is gonna be the dark watchers but I'm gonna go with the second choice and go with the the green clawed beast in the Ohio River mm. why is this I mean, yeah I mean it has connections to real people we know, potentially, um, and <laughs> it has connections to other connection, cryptids. That's that they both reside in Ohio. Or this one doesn't even reside in Ohio. This one is in Indiana. Oh, that's true. That's true. But in the well, Ohio what's the River. the Ohio one, then? Did we talk about an Ohio one? Not yet. The Ohio one, let's see, is number 35. So we'll get to it on the last episode of this list, actually. Another potentially green cryptid. Oh, yeah. Just looking forward. You're definitely going to want to tune in for that one. The rest of Um, this list is, like, the majority is just cryptid, so. Okay. Well, that'll be good. That'll be perfect. Uh, Yeah. So thanks for listening, everyone. We'll get back to you as soon as possible, aka next month. Uh, well, hopefully, we should set a goal to do these podcasts in the month of Halloween. Yeah, I. So. We should. So, our current goal is to finish this list by the end of the month, aka Halloween. Uh, mm-hmm. If we're feeling. If we're feeling uh, spry and lucky, 
we might be able to do even a live stream doing the last part of it or just talking about that could it. be good yeah i'm not sure the the biggest uh obstacle in our way currently is just availability mm-hmm. but either way we're gonna try to get through this list by the end of the month and so with that said thanks for listening everyone i have been the fox supposedly supposedly we're kind of cryptids in and of ourselves with the fox (laughs) and the clown but yeah okay have yourselves a damn good one